1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Trista Crick's going to join us at 125. We'll talk to her about the Grizzlies, uh, about the NBA, go around the NBA with her uh, at 125. Big opportunity tonight for the University of Memphis. However, as they are preparing to take on Alabama in Alabama, Tuscaloosa. Uh, I do know a few Memphis boosters who are going down for that one. So there, I mean, it's a it's it is a drivable distance if you are a just a diehard, right? Yep. I mean, it's been done before, so <clears throat> you will. I, I suspect there will be a a a, a a a smattering,
3: I guess, of Memphis fans,
2: don't you? Like a few. Yeah, it'll be a,
3: a, a very small section of maybe, them uh, maybe behind 50, the bench, fifty or so, and the rest of that thing will be redded out. They're looking, at, they're looking for payback. Looking for payback, he says. They it look- was. I remember when you stood up when they. Well, who hit the three last year when you stood up in your. Front row seat. Wasn't this the game? Wasn't it Alabama?
2: I was there front row for that. That's one.
3: right. I remember you standing up. I saw it on the television. When was it a Tyler Harris three that you stood up for? Probably. That place was rocking. Come it's, to find out there were less than ten thousand in there, but it felt like twenty one thousand. It did, man. As, so as again, as someone who was there. Back to the point. Alabama's going to have that thing rocking tonight. It ain't going to be much tiger blue in there, John. Yeah, so
2: ESPN's matchup predictor gives Memphis an eighteen percent chance of winning the game
3: tonight. Well, I'll tell you what, the chances would go up if they invite Chris Harrington down. Harrington I'd is him, the lucky I'd charm. I put him in that same seat. Yeah, behind Penny, right there in the expensive ones. I'd have him there.
2: Well, that's the he's a begrudging lucky charm, though. He's not. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't want to. He doesn't accept it. He doesn't embrace that. He's like. Stupid college basketball kids <laughs> can't make shots. He, he doesn't say that, but it, but he but it's but it's yeah.
3: That's he, he, he does feels. not. He would not say that, but he may feel that way.
2: That's and that's. Look, I make no bones about it. You can't. You can't go from watching. College uh, NBA to college basketball. It's not
3: a a, a much different place than where Sane is. Yeah, with looking through it, you know, at it through his NBA lenses. It's like NBA glasses.
2: Going from going from NBA to to college basketball is like drinking the chaser first and then taking the shot. Like it's backwards. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't do that because you'll you'll be like, what am I watching here? What is this? This is not the same sport. It can't be. Like, college basketball, and and, and and look, I go back and forth between the two sports all the time. I used to not watch a lot of NBA. I used to, you know, focus primarily really on college. But obviously in the last four or five years, you know, I've kind of gotten more into the NBA. It's like the 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 coaching, like, people love to, like, crap on coaches. But the coaching in college basketball, man, it is low level a lot of the time. Like, very low level. You know, and I get it, like... Because professional basketball players are professional. They're they're awesome. And so it's probably easier to coach that up. You know, like you're you know, if you make the NBA, your IQ is gonna be very high. It has to be. You can't be a dumb basketball player and make the NBA, it just doesn't happen, you know. But in college where there's three hundred plus, three hundred and fifty, three hundred and sixty plus D one teams, not everybody's gonna have a great basketball IQ. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna be some they're gonna be some that slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. So I think Memphis, the high level stuff is good. You know, like this game is good. It's not going to be like this is not the game that people are going to watch. Like, oh man, college basketball sucks. It's bad. But there are some games where that you'll be like, man, this is how is this happening? How is this allowed to happen? This should be a misdemeanor that this game is allowed to be put on. But this one will be a high level game tonight because you have high level basketball players, like you said, Brandon Miller, who was a freshman, but he's nice. He is a guaranteed pro. Um, random facts here. Brandon Miller was on the team that uh, Houston High School beat for the state championship with Mike Miller as coach. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's, there's some familiarity there. He's from, you know, Tennessee. I don't know exactly what uh, what part, but he's from here. This outside of Nashville, I'm sure. So you have him, who by the way shoots 82% from, from the free throw line. So
3: he's got some, I mean, that's just NBA. He's art. from Antioch.
2: Okay, there you yeah, go. Yes. Yeah, there's so, sure
3: right outside of Nashville.
2: Yeah, so uh, look, I mean, Alabama is a great team for Memphis. It is obvious. It is a chance to really stamp your resume and to really announce your, you know, presence as a potential top four seed. If you win this game, uh, on the other side of it, if you lose it, it doesn't really change anything. You're not going to get punished for it um, in the in the in the um, you know in the polls or. Uh, you know, I think in the bracketology, I don't think there's much really at risk here for Memphis. I mean, if they get just absolutely crushed, that maybe. But you know, I think this team's competitive enough. Um, you know, I, I, I expect it to be you know nip tuck for a minute. I, I, I guess my 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 thought is you know late kind of gets away from Memphis. But you know, they beat him Maybe it's a thing where Memphis matches up well with their guards. You know, maybe that's uh, maybe that's a a, a, a fact. Um, Memphis matches up pretty well with Houston. They beat them twice last year. Maybe this is another situation where it's just a good matchup for the Tigers. I just,
3: uh, I just look at it as an opportunity. You don't have much to lose here. Like you said, you won't lose much metrically if you do lose, so go go in there and try to be the aggressor. Try to punk those freshmen. Uh, use Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams to, to, to push around their freshman big and their freshman guard. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. Go in there like that if you do that. And, again, early on, because, John, if, if you let them set tempo early, yep. that crowd's all in the game early. That That's where I could see it getting away from you. Um, go out there and, 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 again, be the aggressor and – just lay it all leave it all out there. Like we said, there's no reason not to. You could call you could make an argument this is your most important game. I would still say the two against Houston, especially in the AAC, probably a little more. But with just these, you know, three quad ones left, it's as important as any game you've got this season. So you might as well go out there and uh, you know, again, not lay back, not wait and see what they're gonna do. And with the kind of pressure you are able to apply defensively i think you're capable of that the reason this team isn't so good in terms of from a ball handling standpoint one of the worst teams in the country in terms of in terms of turnover percentage is because the balls in a freshman's hands so much and and again, that's the thing I would circle, and I'm sure Penny and Frank ha- Haith have, is that let's let's show these freshmen something they haven't. Let's see how how good they are at dealing with success. Yep. Knowing too that they've got another big one against Gonzaga on Saturday. That's your ticket. Yep. To try to you know try to make those freshmen uncomfortable. Um. That that that's the way. This is not an unrealistic task. I know. I know uh-huh. we said the yep. same thing about Auburn, and this is a better team than Auburn, but. Listen, it's college basketball, and you have one of the most experienced teams in college basketball. And a lot of times, that's your best attribute. Yep. Experience. And having been through and, you know, not being intimidated by a big crowd, whatever else it is. It does
2: feel like Memphis really has no answer for Brandon Miller, though. You know, that is kind of the problem is that – Well, dude's 6'9". Yeah, like – So who's, who are you putting on him? That's exactly right. I mean, you can put DeAndre on him, but we know what that's going to be.
3: Well, DeAndre's going to have to be on the other kid who's SEC freshman week, the clowny kid, right, because he's 6'10". Yeah.
2: yeah, so, I mean, I don't really know uh, what – I Memphis, guess you could put
3: Shannon on him, I guess.
2: Yeah, I don't know what Memphis is going to throw at uh, Brandon Miller. I mean, I, do you double him? I mean, I, I think it's got to be under consideration um, because – He's just going to get DeAndre or whoever's guarding him in foul trouble very quickly. It's probably going to be Jaden to start, and that ain't great. No, I mean that's not really fair. That's that's what that, like this is. This is the one thing. Like <clears throat> again, I like Memphis a lot, and I think they have a chance to win games like this because of of the way they've built their roster and, and adding Kendrick Davis. But uh, in games like this, where their best the best player on the other team is like a, uh, you know. A forward like this, a wing like this, mm-hmm. who's who's big as hell. Like, I mean, Brendan Miller's a, a matchup problem for everybody. All right, it's not like this is like a uh, uh, knock on Memphis, but you know it'd be a little easier going into this game if you had Jalen Durrin. <laughs> you know, you'd like like because you have Jalen Durrin inside, then uh, it's a it's a different different category, a different discussion. You know, because you would just put him on. Even you, you might not have him guard him individually, right.
3: but he's there in the paint. Really, I don't. I don't want DeAndre to see him at all because I don't need DeAndre picking up fouls. That, you know, uh, that's a, again. You're, I think you put DeAndre on Clowney. But
2: well, you're not the coach, dude. So I mean, I'm not going to sit here and you know,
3: we're not going through this. You definitely put DeAndre on him, bro.
2: Yeah, because he would pick up three quick ones. Yes. in
3: the first half, freshman or not. I'm so I'm putting him on Clowney or the other kid. Yeah, I mean, th-
2: look, I will say Alabama does play the way that Memphis, you know, does play. I mean, they 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 play fast, you know, they want to get out and run. Um, they have athletes. Like, this is, you know, this is the kind of team that Memphis can
3: beat. Um, the it, reason they were able to beat Houston, though, after being down 15, they only turned it over 10 times in that game.
2: Yeah.
3: Rest of the season, they've thrown it all over the floor. But yeah. they went in there into Houston and... And took care of that basket, uh, took care of the ball, and that's one of the reasons why they came out of there with a win. Maybe the most impressive win in college basketball this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, the one thing that 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 to me, it, one of them, it, it was true last year. It's true again. It's all about whether Alabama can knock down that three pointer. If they get going, then at their home at their home arena, they're probably going to run off on you. But if you can, you know, make it tough on them, you know, force them off the line, not give them any clean look. That's what they did against Ole Miss. You know, Ole Miss could not get anything like their looks were just not there I mean I I could probably count on one hand how many clean looks Ole Miss got in the first half against Memphis now I know that's here but still you know it's that it's that defensive intensity that allows you to
3: you know win games and that's been the case for Memphis for four or five years now so Chandler is gonna start like he has right he's gonna yeah the other starters a seven footer John
2: yeah the um
3: Bidiaco, yeah, Bediaco, yeah, Bediaco, yeah, Bediaco,
2: yeah. Now he's not a threat. I mean, no, he but, averages but, like five a game, but yes.
3: My point on on that is, yeah, they're big,
2: dude. They're a big ass team. I mean, you got you got Brandon Miller who's going six nine. You got uh, Bediaco who's going seven. You know, Noah Clowney Clowney's is six nine, six ten. 6'10? Yeah, I mean, it's a big team. You know that that could give Memphis some problems because Memphis is not a big team this year. Typically, they have been.
3: Jaden's gonna have somebody good. Yeah, that's what I said. that's why it feels like he's gonna be on the freshman.
2: Yeah, like if you just look at the guys that play for them, you know, even Gurley, 6'8", you know, I mean, you got Clowney, 6'10". I mean,
3: they're a big team. And
2: you could see, like, length potentially, you know, giving Memphis a little bit of an issue here. Yeah,
3: DeAndre Williams gets in foul trouble early, it's over.
2: Yep, no, that's the key.
3: That would be the key. You, you in double digits, and a, that'd be a way for that thing to get out of hand. because And you could see, again, against a team that plays with this many, you know, big guys, long guys. Him doing that—that'll that'll yeah, be- like
2: that. You know, that's the thing is like, I, and I understand that attendance is an issue, man. I get that it is, but you know, don't tell me that people don't still get excited about this Memphis basketball team when they're doing big time things. Like people were loving Saturday night when they went on a on yeah, a neutral people were, site. People were giddy. You know, the the if 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 Memphis is doing big time things, people care. You know, it's just like anything else. If Memphis is beating top 25 teams and they're making tournament runs, people will care. It's not as – like there's been this little, I think, lazy narrative that, oh, you know, Memphis basketball is just it's just fading. No, it's not. The program hasn't been good. The program hasn't done anything worthwhile until last season when they made a tournament for the first time in eight years. You know, no wonder that interest has waned. They haven't accomplished anything. It's all a matter of are they going to accomplish something. And if they do – then people will care again. People will invest again. They, you know, in total fairness to the sports consciousness in Memphis, Memphis Tiger basketball hasn't given people much of a reason to invest until recently over the years. And, and guess what happens the first sign of them doing that? People get, you know, invested again. Just like anything else, you know. The Grizzlies have been awesome. And when they are not awesome, you know, like those lean years from 14, 15, 16, you know, wasn't really that much of a big deal. They get John Morant. They become the class of the West. They're the, they're the big thing. I mean, that, it's just very simple, you know. It's not like rocket science. Uh, if Memphis wins big games, people care, you know, and, and this is one of them tonight.
3: I mean, Memphis my, my, if I'm making a counter argument, my argument to that would be Memphis won big games last year and had NBA talent and still didn't crack 10,000 of actual butts in seats. Well, I mean, my so,
2: counter so, to that would be they, they were a mess you know, for a lot of that season, right? Like, even though they did have NBA talent, it was nothing but drama the whole way. Right. People don't like drama when it comes to, like, their their basketball teams. So they they were hard to love until Well, I don't. I end. don't
3: think just a dramaless team with no NBA guys all of a sudden comes in there and now they're putting 18,000 well, in if there. They're, if they're, if I they're, don't they're, think that's the case. If they
2: beat Alabama, they, they, you know, we'll see. They, like they just say you just there's, the threshold is higher for the Tigers. No, qu- I'm not yeah. saying that. I mean to compete and to keep up, no doubt
3: about no, that. No, your your overall your overarching point that when they are doing big things, people will get behind it, and you'll get that same giddy feeling yep. that you've always gotten. I agree with. Yeah, it. like I do. You, you understand where I'm at? I don't oh, think it's yeah, a. La- no, I mean uh, you, you. said there's a lazy argument out about there. I. I don't. I don't know if you're accusing me of making no. no, no, no I do no. think there's been a shift in terms of people's attention and yeah. the next generation of fans that I think no, is, I think is, is all, a reasonable conversation I mean, to I mean, have. I think
2: that's all fair. I think that's but, totally all but, fair.
3: again, your overarching point about when Tigers yes. are good, that thing yes. is bubbling and yes. people are going and yes. excited about it, I agree with.
2: Like, like, like I, am a, I am a big fan of Chris Harrington, but he said on Twitter that he thinks it's going to go to zero for the Tiger basketball player. Oh, oh, oh. You oh. know what I mean? Like, that will never happen. So I was wondering what reference point you were using. And, and Jeff has kind of fed into it a little bit, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like all of a sudden, Memphis basketball is just this irrelevant thing. No, Memphis basketball will never be irrelevant. It Jeff just,
3: knows it more better than anybody yeah. about the clicks and all that stuff that it still draws, right? I mean, that's some gauge now, of the attention that it draws. I can also – like. There's not enough. I know he knows that, so I'm not. Jeff knows. I don't. There, there is a generation not gap. Not misca- misrepresenting. You know him
2: and, that is a fact. That is a that is. A, but he's fed into it though. Like he says, like he said things, like he said things about you know Memphis basketball here and there. Like that. I just I just fundamentally disagree with what I do and will acknowledge. Well, you are a long way from 0708. Well, mean, that, well the team's success is a long way away from 0708. I mean it's not like it's you know it's not like the results are the same here. They're a big. It's it's a huge drop off. From what Memphis was, when Memphis was winning thirty games a year, when they were going to the Elite Eight or the Final Four, what was it? It was sold out every night, regardless. Tulane, uh, you know, Alabama, A and M, it doesn't matter. When you take those results away, you know, yeah, there should ex- be expected to be a drop off. You know, why wouldn't there be? They 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 hadn't made the tournament since before last year, since 2014, 2013. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't you don't. You, how long can you ride a legacy? You know, how long can you expect there to, to be this, this, this groundswell of support when, frankly, you haven't given back to your fans? I, I understand that totally. You know, and I think it does take time. People are scarred. They're, they're a little burned by how bad and how down the program has been. So I understand that it's going to take some catch-up. But, <clears throat> you know, if they win tonight, for example, and we start – if we look up in – Jason, if we look up in February, we look up in March and they're in the conversation for a top three, a top four seed, bro, they're going to have a full building. You know, yeah, they're gonna have a full building.
3: I would, I would expect as much.
2: Now, is there, is there a, a bigger issue in terms of all those lean years that you missed out on? No doubt about it. That is a problem because you got a whole generation of people that do not care because you weren't good. You didn't give them a reason to. You know, and so your charge is, don't miss another one, don't miss another generation, because then, you know, you probably, you probably gonna have a hard time getting it back.
3: Well, you you're rebuilding the brand, yep. And, and now you're doing it with Penny Hardaway as the face. Yeah, you, you got to make noise when you're that. And the way to make noise, in college basketball get create new fans and new generations of them is get to the postseason and make I runs. Mean, it's
2: all about that, that. That's
3: the way you do that. And again, to build new generations of mm-hmm. fans, that's what has to happen and needs to happen consistently.
2: Memphis right now is a sixth seed in the West region, according to bracketology. They would play the winner of the playing game Oklahoma uh in New Mexico. I mean, obviously it won't be this, but just to kind of give you a glimpse of what, you know, the the experts think of Memphis uh, right now. He's
3: got Alabama as the number one seed in that region, doesn't he? As, yeah. in the West.
2: Yeah. They would play Texas if they uh most likely if they advance there. So Texas a good team. That'd be a hell of a matchup there. I don't know if uh I don't know if that's the three seed I'd want to see.
3: Texas, yeah. Who could easily be a one?
2: Yeah, Arkansas was a three, Duke's a three, Baylor is a three. Give me Duke or Arkansas over Texas, because those both. I I love Arkansas. They're young, mm-hmm. Duke young. You know, give me the young team in the in the tournament. I, mean, I know they're ta- They're crazy talented, but Arkansas just lost their uh, their shooter, uh, Brazil. I think is his name. That's a big loss for them. That's a big loss for them. So he's got
3: Tennessee num- uh, as a two seed with Arizona. Houston and Kansas.
2: Yeah, I mean, if Memphis can, you know, you talk about how do you make a Sweet 16 run? You know, gotta get to probably six. You know, credibly, you get anything past that, gravy. Um, anything below that, gonna be really tough. But you know, you win a game like tonight on the road, top five team, seven and a half point underdog, then yes, um, you know, you're gonna be in that conversation, no doubt about it. We'll come back. Trista Crick's gonna join us uh, when we come back. We'll talk to her about the Grizz. Your thoughts on that, uh, NFL, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, turned to FM, ESPN. Brad Carson in studio with Jason and John here for the Betley app.
4: Betley Sportsbook, B-E-T-L-Y, on your phone. It's uh, the brand-new player in the space, and you can download it right now on your phone. You're looking at it. Uh, make sure you pull over to the side of the road if you're in the car, if you're at home or you're at work. Betley, B-E-T-L-Y, that's B-E-T-L-Y, the Bentley Sportsbook, legal in Arkansas. So if you're a traveling salesperson and you do business in Arkansas, it's good in that state. That's where they started out, and they were the first player in that space in Arkansas. Now they're in Tennessee here. So this is the uh, one that I use exclusively here in Tennessee around Memphis. Great tech, fast payouts, easy, simple, local, and the only current legal book that covers both of those states, Arkansas and Tennessee. And one of the things I really like about Betley, the promotions tab. You go up to the left, you click on the little uh, icon up there, go to the promotions tab, and in the boosts, tonight it's the Tuesday TNT special, Bucks lakers um, the money line parlay plus 275. They're boosting it to 305. Over 500 for Memphis at Alabama money line and total parlay. Uh, Memphis in the over. Look, if you're feeling confident about Memphis, why not ride with the boost? Boosted 525 to 555. The money line and the total parlay. It's called the Penny Stocks Bet in the Betley app only. B E T L Y, the Betley Sportsbook, and for new users, up to $250 risk free on the app. So many ways to have fun. Join with me. You must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas or Tennessee to bet play responsibly for help quitting. Call 800-522-4700. Use it now. The Betley Sportsbook.
3: The news of the of your Raider fandom had reached you know the North Pole. There are no bounds. I, I always say like J and J Nation's big in the North Pole, bro. Like they're you know they're listening to us up there. The, listen, listen to the stream. The up Odyssey there. app. Not, the Odyssey app. We get we get, get signal out you, there at the North Odyssey Pole. App. You know, I'm Man. appreciate Santa.
1: Santa likes the Odyssey app. Make sure to follow
5: 92.9. Okay. Picture this.
1: Butter. Back by popular demand on
2: Twitter, and Trista underscore Crick, host of BetMGM tonight on Odyssey platform. She joins us every Tuesday. She's here now. Trista, what's up with it?
6: Well, just watching a little Argentina, Croatia, and they are putting that boy Messi in jail. He is in jail. He is not even going to think about receiving a pass. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now, waiting on you guys call.
2: That's amazing that, like, I mean, I I check out of that thing as soon as the United States, and it usually happens pretty quickly. As soon as the United States is eliminated, like, I don't, I'm out. And you're, and you're, but you're still in. You're still, you're still watching the World Cup. Yeah, I'm in.
6: Is Messi it? has been fun. There's just been a lot of stars showing out, so that's been great. You know, Ronaldo's obviously out too, but he's been fun to watch. There's been a lot. And I'm like am a huge I'm a I'm a huge, uh, <clears throat> huge Kilian Mbappe fan. He's that guy. He is him. So yeah, I, I, I like the World Cup. That's I like it past. You know, I, I like it when it's in the knockout stage. I'm not really like a big group stage fan.
2: So like okay. the the end of Ronaldo's career has just been um, it, it's been really sad to watch. Kind of like he I know he's gonna like there's a report that he's gonna be on with the Saudi team for two hundred million dollars a year. But just in terms of you know get benched with the the national team there in the World Cup and the unceremonious exit from Man United. And then you look in the NFL, A.J. Green can't catch a pass without pushing off. Uh, Tom Brady is is really struggling. I mean, it is is, as great as these guys are. I mean, it it does always feel like it gets kind of clumsy there at the end, doesn't it?
6: It does. It does. Father time comes for everyone. And sometimes it comes fast, and sometimes it comes, you know, like a very slow bleeding out decline and in some of these cases it's been going fast really fast
3: how much chance would you give a a tom brady and that bucks team that does seem broken we know though i mean you know by default they're going to win their division if it's a dallas or somebody like that coming into tampa bay uh to open the playoffs how much of a chance do you give tampa bay at this point
6: uh not a lot really i mean they've had so many issues on their offensive line right Dallas is one of those teams specifically that likes to choke you out They're If they're up, you know, and Dallas is one strength is if they're up in the fourth quarter, it's really, really challenging to come back. And that's the thing that Tom Brady does the best. So those stylistical differences kind of feel like that's a bad matchup uh, for Tampa Bay, especially with Micah Parsons, you know, in their wrecking havoc, obviously you got D law as well. Um, They've just got monsters, you know? So Trayvon Diggs going down with an injury. I would say the thing that gives them slight hope is how decimated Dallas's, you know, secondary has been. I mean, one after another dropping like flies. I think they're on like their fourth or fifth string, you know, DBs right now. So that's the one thing that you can say. If Tom Brady has enough time to get the ball to receivers and the, the receivers are open to catching the ball and not dropping it, uh, yeah, they've got slight chance. But I don't think it's a lot. Do you guys? Like it, it feels like it's kind of the end of Tom Brady's time in Tampa and maybe he goes somewhere else. That oh, is my well God. Met. Messi is him. Messi is him. Just scores a goal. OMG. Him. How yep, about, about that? Argentina. We got Tristan
3: live on Messi scoring. Him, Jones. Him,
2: Duncan.
6: Him, Duncan.
2: Him, Neutron.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Not Not them. you that. Hear what Shaq said about Tim Duncan? in his new article with GQ or whatever it was. No, what does That, that sounds dominate, like some slander. He said he had to dominate Tim Duncan because Tim Duncan grew up swimming in, in blue water in the Bahamas. And so he wasn't really someone that he could take seriously because he didn't have to struggle.
2: What if uh, What if Dirk Nowitzki had said that, you know?
6: Yeah, but I don't think Dirk Nowitzki had that tough either, though.
2: No, I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying, man, you know? Uh that's I don't it.
6: think he was running from junkyard dogs either. So
2: bro, bro, the only time I ever hear about uh an NBA player's interview with GQ is when they are slandering somebody. And I feel like I it do. always happens in a GQ interview.
6: GQ is where players go to spill the tea.
2: It is. Because they don't they, they, they just feel like, hey, like This is not for sports fans, you know, so I can, like, be really honest about it. But it always goes – I feel like Scottie Pippen did some stuff like that. Scottie Pippen just said everything. He let it all out in a GQ article.
6: Do they they think they're not going to get aggregated? Like, oh, if I do this on GQ and not SI Mm -hmm. or ESPN Plus or whatever, that nobody's going to know because it's GQ? Because that's not the case.
2: I kind of do. I kind of think they let their guard down because – they're probably like so refreshed to ha- you know be featured in something that is not you know revolved around sports that they you know they let their guard down in a way that they would otherwise not do I don't maybe they don't think about it like that, but it always does feel like anytime you get something from an athlete that's like interesting, it's always going to be there you know and so there's got to be some psychology to it, you know
6: maybe I need to go to GQ so that I can get the tea because the- I, I love the tea.
2: You always get the tea, though.
6: I try. I mean, I get it after it's been aggregated and I've read it somewhere. I like to generate the tea. I like to find the tea. Go down. What's that? What's, what's that uh, little area in in the Middle East where they had where the tea where the so the tea trail was? I'm I'm like not in. I'm like not. Uh, my mind's not with me right now on history, but that's where I want to go. I want to go and find find the the tea.
3: Trista, is it a violation at all for Larsa to be dating Mike's son? Yeah, And to, and it, to yes. be, you know, flaunting it so publicly, it feels like?
6: You know, I I can't speak to why she's doing it, but it is definitely something that is a direct assault. A direct assault okay. to Scotty, Kind so. of a direct assault to Jordan as well. Jordan's probably loving it because he gets to have, hang out with Larsa around. Who knows what
2: goes on? I mean, Larsa is a beast. is La- a beast, you know.
6: Yeah. She takes no prisoners, guys. Like, wasn't she with Malik Beasley too from the Minnesota Timberwolves? Now Utah Jazz.
3: Good grief!
2: Well,
6: I th- like that's that's a thing. Role
3: playing Malik Beasley.
6: Yes, I mean, what does it all come down to?
2: I don't know, honestly. Well, will you tell us?
6: I think I I don't know, man. Is there? Can I ask you guys a question? Like. It, you guys are around the mix, right? Especially John. I don't know about you, Jason, but you guys are in the mix, like in Memphis. How do these women meet so many ball players? Like, is there a is there like a meetup group that they they all go to, and then they like, all right, well, this is like now my pool, my dating pool. How does your dating pool become comp- like only players?
2: So I don't know how I don't know the answer to 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 only players, um, but I, I I mean I do think once you sort of once you do decide to go that route, you know, you kind of become labeled. <laughs> you know, like you get a label. And it's not hard. I mean, I've seen it happen. You know, I've seen the way it goes. What, what, what you'll do is you'll uh, – a young lady will follow an NBA player, and you know what she'll do? It's very clever. She will, like, go back to, like, his old pictures, you know, from, like, three months, four or five months ago, and she will like that picture. Now it's going to come up and it's going to stand out because it's an old picture. Nobody's liking that picture anymore. It's not just going to be a sea of likes in the most recent post. It's going to be like, oh, and then the, and in hopes of obviously grabbing that player's attention, and then it's it's all you know. It, you, maybe you get a DM, maybe you don't, and it, all bets are off from there.
6: Do you think that they DM the players themselves, or they wait for the outbound DM?
2: I think they wait for the outbound DM. I do. Yeah.
3: And, and and look a yeah. lot. And if they've got to get a little more aggressive, probably will uh, Exactly. Know, I mean it just depends
2: it just right. depends on how serious, you know, you are about the pursuit. But if you if you look like Larsa Pippen, that DM is coming. How old is yeah. she?
5: <laughs>
2: that DM's coming. That's a fact. That's a I guarantee. Don't, I don't think so. Yes. Bro, you don't think Larsa Pippen's getting
3: DMs, bro? It's not worth it anymore. You can go younger. Well, that's true. Oh. She is forty eight. Oh, oh. Not again! I'm not my, my wife. I love her to death. She's forty she's forty seven. My yeah. point my point is that for those young guys, also yeah. you're calling Larsa, Larsa, Larsa when she Larsa. drops in your DMs. Don't no, I say no, old I, lady? But I, wait, if I'm one of those NBA players. But don't you
2: think there is an appreciation for Larsa because an NBA player knows that she knows the game because she's that's what she you know deals in. It ain't like <laughs> you're it ain't like you're just bringing on you know a a young whatever that's never been with the NBA player that don't know the game. I mean, Is is there some fairness to that?
6: It's almost you know that she, one, that she's capable of doing Mm -hmm. the things that you want someone to do. She's not going to get any feelings attached. For sure. She's been around the block. She's going to keep it low pro until you guys come out. And then if something goes wrong, she's going to keep it moving, and she's not going to sully your name through the mud. You
2: don't have to worry about Larsa hitting up your old lady saying, I'm coming to you as a woman.
3: This woman no. that's all on front page with Andy Cohen and TMZ, this Larsa Pippen. Well, that's, that loves attention. Well, No. But, yeah, she knows the game, but she's yeah, going to put your relationship out on front street. But she, uh, well, and you're some NBA player, and, you're, and you got it out on front street. You Here, Here's the deal. Mike, as far as his son, Mike is looking at this thing and said, play all you want, boy. But what you're not doing is marrying this woman into the fortune. You're not going to marry her into the family. I hope, I hope he there ain't does. no way. I hope he does. There ain't no way. I hope he does. Do you think Scotty would be invited to the wedding?
6: Could it be, would it be Larsa, Uh. Pippen, Jordan? That that's what, that's what she
2: wants.
6: Oh my that's
2: what she wants. Oh, no. That's what she wants. I'll be honest. Like, does any part of you feel I, – I do. She's I, trying to get into the fortune. I feel like at <laughs> what point is it enough for Michael, man? Like, he, now his kids are terrorizing Pippin, You know, like, it's, it, at what point is it just, like, stu- lay off of him, man? They did
4: just uh, name the MVP award after him today, by the w- way. W-
2: which is uh, which is appropriate. I mean, that yeah, that is, that you know, I don't think that's a slight to Scotty.
6: There should be an NBA award called the Larsa Pippen Award for the woman who- for her
3: run. How long her run has gone? It spans generations, Tristan. I was reading. A, I was
2: reading an old GQ piece about Lisa Ann. You know Lisa Ann, right?
6: Yeah, of course.
2: Yeah. So she would like she only she only dates athletes. You know. And I didn't know that. And and it's for the same reasons that we were talking about because she wants it to be low profile too. And she knows that athletes like to keep it. It's the same thing. It's there's there's a mutual understanding there, you know. And so she likes to she likes to you know trifle with with like minded individuals, you know, who 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 are gonna do their best to because nobody wants to advertise. So and neither does she.
6: Yeah, no, I mean they still the word still gets around. Oh well, like, yeah, they still know in the locker room. Like even if you're dating somebody as low low budget as Alan Crabb, like the teammates, no shade to Alan Crabb, The teammates uh, find out, yeah. and they know you're coming to the hotel when he's on the road. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I had I actually had dinner with a scout, and when I was living in L.A., and I dropped him off after we had dinner, and I literally saw a girl coming out with Alan Crabb. and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that stuff happened. Was it like
2: happens. a was it like an Alan Crab level?
6: No, she was like a Larsa Pippen level. I think any NBA player can get a dime. I I don't think it's a question. Anyone, any NBA
2: player, any any single one. Every last one of them. Like, you think John John Conchar can pull? Come on. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen? I'm just asking. Like, (laughs) Like do you know? Okay, multiple.
3: Yeah, get
6: somebody really ugly and ask the question. If you're making over a million and a half dollars, whatever they're making, even guys on a rookie scale, you could get them on potential. There's enough girls who are interested in the limelight yep. and interested in being on the sidelines, getting free tickets. You're right. Bringing her friends. You're right. You're being exactly associated right. Associated with that big the name lowest, team. The lowest.
2: The lowest level oh, NBA player.
6: But think about it. Like even if you play for the Oklahoma City Thunder, think about what kind of, you know, fame, fame dragon Oklahoma City people are living in that town. Mm-hmm. Not no shade to Oklahoma City, but just as a there's. You know, 30 NBA teams, 30 NBA seasons, uh, cities, and then there's cities that they all go to as well. So, yeah, I mean, the pool is large, I would say.
2: It's hard, you know, it's hard to be an average man in 2022. Yeah. Like, to be just it a – I mean, you could have – you could be a good-looking guy. You could be a good-hearted guy. You could be, you know, a, a fantastic philanthropist and humanitarian, but you ain't no NBA player, though. Better tell well, a
6: joke, John. Bill Bill, if you can get to Bill Gates level, or or uh, but I'm
2: saying, yeah, name? but 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 but, but see, the threshold is is so high. Yeah, I can't yeah. I can't just be a a, a normal good looking dude out here. That ain't gonna get me nowhere.
6: The good news is for both of you, you guys have the women of your dreams. Of so course, it's not really it's not really uh, relevant. But in general, for but, a single guy right now, yeah. be tough. especially one who's trying to get a ten. You have to compete with the Larsa Pippins out there. So, I have to compete with the Larsa Pippins for normal people. You ain't got to compete so with I'm, the I'm Larsa, Larsa Pippins for Larsa normal
2: Pippin people. Myself. You just don't want to settle for no average dude, which you shouldn't, yeah, which true. you shouldn't. That's true. But true. But you ain't the average dude ain't pulling Larsa Pippin, though, or even like that's the true. like the best that's of true. the best civilian, you know, is not getting him. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, let me ask you this. Because for all, we got a lot of we got a lot of single you know m- males out there that just go crazy over this segment, Trista. How can
6: <laughs> that's a lie?
2: How can he? Yeah, it's it's not. not a lie. I would tell you no lies on this show. We always have a very transparent relationship. All right. What's the question? I'm curious about. This. How can how can the non Bill Gates? How can the non Alan Crab of the world stand out? Like what can he do? What's the playbook?
6: Number one, I think you have to be well groomed and dress well. Number one, like, you have to present well at all times. Your clothes have to fit. Like, they just have to. Uh, Nice haircut would work for you. Just be presentable, right? Everything needs to be at least, like, clean. You don't have to have a ton of style, but at least have a clean decorum, right? You don't have to be going crazy with every single Jordan under the playbook. But, like, just present well. Look good. I would say just be a nice person that's smart and charismatic, and and able to talk to people that you don't know. I think charismatic, charisma goes a long, long way. And, you know, that's, that's, I would say, number one, number two, and number three, right? And be ambitious, have a good gig, and put yourself out there.
3: Well, it's a good thing John's already found his, because I know he started out 0 for 2 on that list. Um, charismatic, maybe. <laughs> in, my, in my hair, I'm growing my He's hair He's very now. unkempt right now with the hair and appearance, and... His dress is very slovenly.
2: Yeah.
6: It's, well, that's that's a good telltale sign of someone who's married.
3: That's right. No, nothing.
2: Out of he's the game. Started, he's that's right. Nothing to live for anymore.
3: That's exactly right. Hey, Trista. We'll keep coming to you for advice, Trista. Appreciate it as and always. We'll ask you sports questions, actual sports questions next time. Thank you so much.
6: All right. Talk to you guys soon.
3: Yep. She is. Trista Craig joins us every
2: single Tuesday here on the show. You never know where it's going to go. Truly really don't. That's the beauty that's of it. I got
5: to tune in.